Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast After the Bell with Chip Nellinger. Chip, looks like uh, some news came through today that they're going to do the uh, permanently put the 15% ethanol blend year round in fuel. Yeah, indeed. Got some confirmation of that, and, and you and I talked about that yesterday as well. I, I think most of that news was uh, was in the market yesterday. I, you know, I think the market's a little bit tired in here. There's been so much uh, back and forth and political news and rumors, and, uh, and that, that's, a, that's a step in the right direction, right? That's what the, the corn people have wanted for a while, make the 15% blend year-round. Let's go to that. So I think longer term, that's good. Saw the market relax a little bit uh, today to end the week. Uh, so it didn't have a lot of support, um, but there wasn't much news beyond that, and I think that we've had a nice run-up. And we got hit hard today as well as yesterday. It drug corn off the highs. Beans took a little breather today. So we had a little bit of a, of a down day. I don't know in the end result that it means a whole lot in the big picture. Um, Monday's a, a new day, new week. So I, I think we kind of start fresh again next week. Yeah. So let's take a look at uh, kind of what's happened past so far past uh, this past week and kind of get a feel for uh, – what's been going on and then kind of what you think the first part of the week might look like. Yeah, kind of a choppy week in the grains. We ended up uh, closing about too higher for the week in corn. Um, you know, again, had a choppy week and, and uh, traded both sides of unchanged, but ended up two cents higher in corn. For the week, beans uh, were the big winner, even though we closed well off the highs, uh, up about 14 cents on uh, November beans for the week. So pretty good week there. Wheat was the big loser. Uh, Chicago new crop wheat going to end up maybe slightly higher in the week, but about 20 cents off the highs earlier this week. Kansas City uh, going to be down a dime on the week and about 33 cents off of the early week highs. So the wheat market took it hard, and that's based on improving weather forecasts for Kansas and Oklahoma. I think in the case of corn and beans, so before I jump there, that's going to be the, the driving force next week uh, in the wheat market is is it going to rain in Kansas and Oklahoma? If it does, I'd say a lot of that's digested in the market. If the rain is a little bit on the low side or, or misses, we're going to add a bunch of premium back into the wheat market. So it could be a volatile week next week in wheat. Uh, weather is going to be the big issue in, in corn uh, come Sunday night and Monday as well. Uh, a lot of rain coming, especially the upper Midwest. Um, snow, rain. Anywhere from one to five plus inches of uh, of rain, so it's and it's cold. Uh, we just don't see much heat in the extended forecast. That's going to start getting uh, into the corn market and supporting us. So the the corn market especially is going to be hypersensitive to the extended forecast Sunday night and Monday and all through the next couple of weeks. We need to start seeing some heat and some sunshine and, and get corn planting kicked off because it's a real slow start so far. Okay, so. Like where I'm at, you're, the weather thing is is a is a big deal. So I'm out here in Western Nebraska, and there's we're supposed to get five to seven inches of snow. It started raining last night, so uh, you know guys are not quite ready to get into the field yet, but they are definitely um, you know chomping at the bit. They're still a little bit early out here, but I've talked to some folks in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, some some dealer friends of mine that are out there, and they're still saying that you know soil temperatures are so low now they they can't even get anywhere near ready to plant yet. Yeah, um, we're, we're a little bit wet here in Illinois, um, and it's cool, uh, but, but we're just getting about right, and we're supposed to get rain this weekend, so that's going to you know put a damper to that. 
But like you said, guys in Iowa, it's it's drier. They could be going probably, but the soil temperature is so so cruel. And then further north in the Dakotas, and especially in, uh, North Dakota, I mean, they still have a hard freeze in the ground. So they're a long ways away from getting started in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pretty quickly, unless they start getting some heat real quick, you're going to maybe start making the case and talking about maybe some corn acres switching to something else. Maybe it's beans, maybe it's canola um, in, uh, in North Dakota especially. So that forecast definitely matters both precip and temperatures. We've got to see a warm-up and get these soil temperatures up um, and, and then have some dry weather because there's areas of the eastern Corn Belt that's uh, a little, you know, touch too wet right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's kind of hit or miss everywhere. Even the guys down south in uh, Mississippi and Alabama and those areas. I was talking to those guys, and they were saying it's so wet down there they can't even get any work field work done to get anything ready to go. So it's it's uh, a yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get more rain. I mean, this rain yeah. is pretty widespread, and it's um, you know I talked to guys in southern Indiana and northern Kentucky. They're on track to get um, three inches here this weekend of rain. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, less than a stellar start. Yeah, it's still April. We got a long ways to go here, but it's uh, it's definitely um, a slow start. There's no no denying that. Is this really any different than any other year? I mean, as far as there's always a planning delay. It seems like somewhere along the way. Yeah, it's no different yet. But I, I do think though, if if we get the next ten days, two weeks out of the way, and we haven't seen much more progress. In April, and, and we're starting, you know, May off behind the eight ball and, and well behind planting pace. Uh, I think that'll start mattering uh, to the market. Last year was an anomaly, right? We planted late last year and saw a record crop, but you can't count on that every year. That's because we had a, a cool, wet spring and a late first frost almost across the board. That's pretty rare. So, uh, a late planted, if it's if it's not till the 8th, 10th of May before, um, you know, we get kicked off or later, I think you will start seeing a little bit of, I'm not saying corn's going to rally 50 cents, but I think you'll see a little bit of risk premium put in if we're battling uh, cool, wet conditions here for another couple of weeks. Right on, right on. All right, Chip, was there anything else out there you think we should, <clears throat> should we talk about? Uh, you know, cattle, uh, we'll talk cattle real briefly. They had a good week. They were up about two bucks um, in the June. So finally nice to see that we saw a little bounce um, in, uh, in in cattle. Cash trade a little bit better. I, I, I think it's pretty lightly tested. There'll be more cash trade later this afternoon. Um, up big in the, uh, not big, but April cattle were up 132 today. They're winding down. They only have a couple weeks left to, to trade. So there's not much volume there. But strong cash is going to help give us a little bounce in, in, uh, in live cattle. So they could maybe go another uh, three to four bucks pretty easily in the June, maybe get up around 108. Um, here's something I wanted to show you, though. Not necessarily um, ag-related uh, specific, but it, it does affect corn a little bit. This is uh, a crude oil chart. And, uh, you know, with the tensions in Syria... And are we going to bomb them? We're not going to bomb them. There's, there's a, you know, some battles brewing. Is Russia going to be mad if we do? Uh, we put some risk premium in the crude oil market. So crude oil was up um, over five bucks this week, and uh, closing north of 67. That's about a 40 month high. So over a three year high this week um, in crude oil. That can kind of be a bellwether for commodities. It'll spill over and. 
you know, help the, um, help the corn market out a little bit too. But that's definitely something to have on the radar screen here is this crude oil. If you put, you know, another eight, 10 bucks and, you know, start talking about 70, $75 crude oil, it's going to spill over and uh, probably give us a little bit of support in uh, the corn and the bean market as well. Right on. One, uh, one news headline I heard uh, while I was coming into the office today that Argentina had a, was going to start allowing uh, imports of U.S. pork uh, for the first time since somewhere like mid-90s, somewhere I can't remember the exact date. But how do you think that's going to affect the hog market, and, and where do you see that headed? Yeah, hogs have, uh, have bottomed as well, I, I think. Um, they put a nice bounce in this week. Seasonally, uh, into summer, we usually have a rally in um, – in July and August, hog futures. So any type of, of fresh new demand is going to be what we need and be taken as friendly to the marketplace. We've expanded the hog market. We continue to expand the hog market as far as numbers and production. So, you know, we need to keep that demand base strong to withstand some of these bigger numbers. So uh, see a lot of volatility. Hopefully the worst is behind us here and we can bounce this market into summer. I'm not saying we're going back to, you know, $80, $85, but, you know, $15, $20 bounce uh, in the summer month contracts, I don't think it's out of the question. And uh, even if it doesn't, I think most hog producers, we saw some unusual strength uh, about three or four months ago and got us to levels that uh, gave opportunities to lock and, and, you know, lock in prices and protect downside uh, in the hog market. So I think we'll get another chance at that. And hopefully the worst is behind us in the hog market. Hopefully the worst is behind us in the cattle market for the time being as well. We need this little little bounce there to give us another chance to kind of get some uh, you know third and fourth quarter hedges in place in this cattle market. Yeah. One other question I had for you, and it's kind of something I mean to ask you all week, and I've I've just kept forgetting to do it, but <clears throat> the cotton market. So they've taken a lot of wheat acres out of production in Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, <clears throat> because of the price of wheat. And then they're, they're planning on planting those back into cotton. So kind of what, what do you think the cotton market, you know, how's that going to affect the cotton market? And, and do you think that the cotton market is, is strong enough to, to survive uh, adding, you know, several million more acres into or several hundred thousand more acres worth of, of crop production in? Yeah, the cotton, I'll be the first to say here, I, I am not a cotton market expert at all. Uh, but I do know enough. That it's a it's a small market. It's a unique market because it's it's so demand driven, particularly from China. And right now, um, we we seem to have that demand. Demand's very good. So I think it all boils down to demand. Can we keep the demand base um, stable and or growing? And we should be able to withstand those extra acres. If, however, we see demand shrink. Um, and there's a normal crop, it'll, it'll overwhelm us. So we're up near the highs in cotton. And any cotton producers out there, you know, you, you got to look at that and say, hey, this is a good level. Is there something I need to be doing? I know that, you know, there's vast differences. There's a basis play there that gets pretty nasty between where the futures are and where the cash market is. Um, but you have to, you know, kind of take and, and, and look and say, well, December cotton, let me take a look at it here. Uh, close the day at just under 79. So that's a pretty good level that I think you need to kind of take a look at if you're a cop producer. Okay. All right, Chip. Well, uh, if guys want to get a hold of you and continue some of these conversations, how would they do that? Our uh, best way is just call our office here. It's 309-550-7213.
Great, Chip. Well, we'll uh, catch you back on Monday, and hopefully I survive the blizzard. All right. Yeah, hopefully we don't have a blizzard. You can keep the snow, and uh, everybody have a good weekend. Well, we're going we're gonna to have our fair share at it, I think. So appreciate you. All right, thanks. All right, bye.